Welcome, everybody. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report. And uh, here I am again with uh, Shelly Cohan, our chief strategy officer and professor at FIT and a consultant at large. This is our fourth in an ongoing uh, series of Friday podcasts, which we're all excited about. And the topic today is the Big Bang Theory of Localization. I'm going to start here, Shelley. You, you remember the, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line? Of course. Right? Shortest, of course, but not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily mean the fastest. And I'm going to, uh, going to talk about this a minute because it's a big deal. It's got to be both. So, you know, Jeff Bezos um, comments on the last mile delivery of goods, um, which he coined that phrase actually, uh, being something he wants to own and or control. So obviously Amazon can deliver their goods uh, to your doorstep faster and cheaper. So that last mile being the shortest part of the supply chain that starts all the way back up from creation of the goods meandering all the way down through the chain until it reaches the so-called last mile, which today may still be the post office in your community, but not for long. Listen to this. Amazon currently runs 60,000 of its own delivery trucks, not counting the 100,000 now on order. And it says it now delivers 67% of its packages through its own drivers. And that's up from 50% in 2019, according to um, international consultant, supply chain consultant, MWPVL, whoever they are. Anyway, and they project uh, that number will rise to 85% in 2023. It's unbelievable. Now listen to this. They also control the distribution of goods before they even reach the last mile. Shelley, I think in one of our podcasts a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned that they were buying 11 767 passenger planes and converting them to cargo planes. Is that right? That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And that, however, is on top of the 74 big cargo planes they already own. I mean, that's incredible. And we also know that they, uh, <laughs> along with their nemesis, Walmart, are testing the use of drones, which will obviously make that straight line the shortest and the fastest distance from point A to point B. It'll make that a reality. So you say, you know, wh what does all this have to do with the big bang? and the explosion of a gazillion of small neighborhood stores. It means that this shortest and possibly quickest distance from point A to point B, being a straight line, also aligns with what consumers are demanding today, and that is convenience and speed, which therefore is driving, I guess metaphorically, the Big Bang. And that's the explosion of a gazillion supply chains. New ones 
and revised old ones, uh, seamlessly integrated and, and rid of most of the middlemen, actually, or as we'd say in the trade, stop-off points along the supply chain to essentially create the straightest and quickest supply chains to fulfill the promise of convenience and speed for consumers. So uh, also in, in the process of more but shortened and straight supply chains, it also means that the last point of distribution, namely the point where the consumer transacts the purchase, and of course, being the store or website and also the distribution center to deliver what is not picked up in the store. This last point of distribution, what all this means is for the convenience and speed demanded by the consumer, what it means is it must be as close to the consumer as possible. Therefore, we are on the verge of a big bang explosion of thousands of small neighborhood localized shops across the country. And I've written a lot about this. And also it means a large reduction of the big box urban flagships and the suburban stores and malls. This would also suggest there's gonna be a, an equal explosion of more, but smaller distribution centers closer to the consumer. All of this is possible, obviously, because of technology. And Bezos uh, obviously took the lead, actually owning and controlling distribution and delivery for the straightest, shortest supply chain connecting product and consumer, quicker and more convenient. And also doing it in different ways. I mean, <laughs> not just planes, trucks, ships also, and of course drones, but also physically, placing Amazon shops in Kohl's 1,155 store locations, off mall and in neighborhoods. And of course, they're also probing and testing all kinds of physical stores. Whole Foods they're into, of course, and other grocery concepts along with other retail concepts. So it's a big deal, Shelley. Yeah, Robin, your Big Bang Theory, well, it's really big. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Thank you. Uh, last mile delivery is, you know, very costly. And it actually, the delivery costs for last mile delivery are, you know, 53% of the total shipping costs. I've read that statistic many different places. So this has really preempted the need to reduce this pain point with retailers. And these costs were exacerbated by the pandemic with the growth of online. The other element is that the last mile delivery is extraordinarily inefficient and it's super complex. So that last mile to the customer. And so it makes this um, solution very challenging to figure out how to make that last mile delivery less costly, but also we also have to keep in mind is that that last mile delivery is also probably the most important touch point in terms of fulfillment from a customer perspective. They only see the last mile delivery. They see what's on their doorstep. So Bezos, of course, recognized this years ago. And, you know, with the transforming tool of artificial intelligence and the fact that the industry's learning curve 
on how to use artificial intelligence and other technologies is finally accelerating their understanding that their entire customer base can now become completely transparent, really driving down to each and every consumer shopper journey. So this is, you know, starts with the initial market segmentation to pre-shopping engagement, guidance through stores, either whether that's physical stores or online stores, interacting as they're shopping, either again in stores or online, advising, suggesting, communicating in various ways. And, you know, this finally eliminates many of the pain points to and through this path to purchase. So essentially, in short, these tools provide retailers and brands the ability to completely personalize the entire journey for shoppers. And of course, the smaller, more intimate and fun neighborhood shops are, as you said, the shortest and most convenient type of supply chains. So the point is that the neighborhood shop is going to be point A and point B is going to be the consumer just across the street or down the block, which actually points to even a larger capability of these technologies providing localization, identifying neighborhoods and consumer preferences within those neighborhoods. So rather than the last centuries, build it and they will come and hope they do, they can literally get so much closer to the consumer uh, to where their consumers are actually shopping. Another form of preemptive distribution, which you coined in your book, New R Rules of Retail, and it's all about getting in front of the consumer ahead of the hundreds of other equally compelling competitors, all chasing after the same consumer. So in part, this vision is, you know, these small, intimate, personalized neighborhood shops, like neighborhood goods, for example, and back to the future independent mom and pops or young entrepreneurial concepts and not also to mention that we have a lot of these uh, re-energized kind of specialty chains like Lululemon or Foot Locker or Ulta Beauty, Sephora, Urban Outfitters, Children's Place, and on and on and on. Um, and they're only going to be in the few malls that are left, but they are actually moving into some of these smaller localized neighborhoods. Yep. It's a big, <laughs> big bank, the beginning of the big bank. And, and, you know, as I have written, uh, the big legacy guys uh, are going to be, in my opinion, and they're starting to now, they're going to be spinning off thousands of these localized neighborhood shops like Nordstrom Local, uh, Market by Macy's, and they've got the second one down in Dallas now. Uh, also, it uh, was announced the other day that... Uh, Bloomingdale's has a small store strategy. Uh, they're going to be calling it Bloomies instead That's of Bloomingdale's. Right. And then you've got Target with their small store strategy, plunking a small Target down in the University of Michigan, where they, through AI and analytics, they know what those college students want. And therefore, uh, that little store is assorted. So Walmart's got a small neighborhood um, strategy. Even these legacy guys are understanding what can be done and what the future is. AI is going to have those shops uh, curated, as I mentioned, down to local 
consumer preferences, aka another way of saying that is personalization. Also including um, locally produced goods, art, artisanal foods, local events, I don't know, entertainment, music, restaurants, so forth. So many of the big box urban or suburban flagships um, of Macy's and others will be way reduced in numbers. And of course, they've all mentioned that. And they'll only be remaining in those, those locations <clears throat> where they are still performing well. But even those spaces, the big flagships, are going to have to be turned into, I don't know, entertaining, experiential, go-to destinations. I don't know, like Showfields in New York. You can Google it if you're not from New York. Um, or the, the Restoration Hardware Galleries, which is an incredible experience with a restaurant on the top floor. So you have to go through the... <laughs> through the big, they call it a museum, actually. That's right. And along with those big stores, uh, the surviving malls uh, are going to have to be mixed-use community centers and also all-day kind of exciting places worth the drive time. What's it going there? Well, so Robin, in many ways, it's almost like back to the future. The landscape is going to resemble the past. Only powerfully enabled by technology to appeal to the consumers in a way that's very personalized. Personal, yeah. When I was still a kid, and I'm not gonna tell you how many years ago, <laughs> uh, it, it, the neighborhood ice cream shop, which I couldn't wait to go to over and over again. And even though the ice cream, ice cream was obviously compelling, so was the personal treatment. When I grew up, they, they knew what I liked and they knew me by my first name, my birthday, oh, which when they would also give me a free banana split and on and on. Um, an experience that is and was addictive in reality. And it also stuck in my memory after all these years. Amazing. That's what we're going to. Well, the timing of this new localization model is completely in sync with today's consumer mindset, especially having coming off a tumultuous year. You know, the emphasis on buy local has really taken off with the consumer, who, having seen many small business being severely affected by the pandemic, it's really shifted their focus in trying to support these localized businesses more than ever. It'll be interesting to see how this chapter unfolds to see if shoppers really consider these large legacy retailers with smaller formats as quote unquote neighborhood stores. You know, the intimate feel and personalization of small format stores provides the experience that customers want right now. Um, but as you say, Robin, it all begins with the distribution model and the localization model, the big bang theory for retail begins. Yeah, and you know I've called this a distribution century. In fact, I think I wrote an article with that headline. Uh, this is what this is all about: uh, distribution. The most affected functions in the entire retail industry, enabled by technology, has been number one, distribution. Number two, and this is 
a big one, inventory, transparency, and optimization. And number three is the consumer experience, which probably should be number one because we always start there. And yeah, the shortest distance between two points is indeed a straight line. And the only way to make that happen is through seamlessly integrated technology. Yep, the big bang for full circle. The industry begins again. Um, for our listeners, you can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and of course, therobinreport.com. And please follow us on social media, LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry. You know, also, let me mention this. Um, for our ongoing Friday podcast, if you guys, any of you out there would like us to cover a topic, please uh, send an email to robin at therobinreport.com and we'll see if we can't accommodate whatever that topic might be. Anyway, of course, you can still find more of our provocative thoughts on therobinreport.com. And I want to thank all of you again. Uh, we love doing this and uh, join us again next week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.